1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Edition with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Mara, we have a major casting switch to talk about today. So Melissa Reeves, who has played Jennifer on Days of Our Lives since 1985, has opted not to return to the studio to film with the ongoing pandemic still being a travel issue. Missy lives in Nashville and flies to Los Angeles to work. And you know, doing the bi-coastal thing is just not really an option for her right now. Plus, you know, Missy just had a grandson, Woods, born to daughter Emily and hubby Nate. And Missy's son, Larry, and his wife, Olivia, are expecting a baby any day, so the timing just wasn't right. But the show has tapped soap vet Katie McLean, who recently guested on our podcast, to temporarily replace her. Now, we don't know how temporary temporary is going to be, but I do know that the show has a big story plan that involves Jennifer, and they couldn't just scrap it, so they really had to read that.
0: Well, obviously, Missy is a veteran star and has played a big role in Daze's uh, success over the years, particularly, of course, in the Jack and Jennifer pairing. But I think Katie is really good casting here. She is a two-time Emmy winner. She's been in soaps almost as long as Missy has. And for however long it will be, I'm definitely interested to see what she does with the role. And I think it's going to be fun to see her work opposite uh, Matthew Ashford, who plays Jack. He has a a sort of improvisational quality to him that strikes me as kind of similar to what Michael E. Knight did as Tad when she worked with him on All My Children. And, uh, you know, I hope given that this was Missy's choice and that there was this story in place
1: that couldn't be scrapped, as you said, that fans will be gentle with her and give her a good welcome. Sure, and, you know, optics-wise, I can see where the show would want to keep Jennifer on the canvas, especially if they don't have hope. You know, I was trying to think of a time where neither character was in Salem at the same time. And, you know, it's kind of sad because we've seen um, some really terrific scenes recently between Jennifer, Hope, and Kayla that I know the fans have loved and we've gotten a lot of positive mail about. And, you know, the show is going to feel a little different when they hang those ornaments on the Horton Christmas tree this year, for sure. But, you know, it stays. I'm sure they'll find a way to manage it. Yeah, that, that's very true. And uh, while we're sort of on the subject
0: of emergency recaps, you know, we've seen two on GH in recent weeks with Lindsay Hartley briefly, uh, pinch hitting for Kelly Monaco as Sam and Brianna Lane taking over as Brooke Lynn for Amanda Sutton, who's on maternity leave. And, you know, and they they both did such a smashing job and Brianna still is, I should add, uh, as she is still airing. Uh, I actually just spoke with her for the first time and she told me that being on a soap has been a career long dream of hers and that she is just having the time of her life on the GH set uh, but she also shared this fun fact with me. At the very beginning of her career, when she was about 19, her first gig was playing Hope's Body Double on Days. And, you know, it just occurred to me that this isn't Katie's first time as an emergency recast either. Um, She has actually been a recast in all of her soap roles, AMC's Dixie and As the World Turns is Rosanna and YNR's Kelly. And the Kelly job came about because Cynthia Watros, who originated the part and now plays Nina on GH, was under contract to the MTV series Finding Carter, and when that was picked up the series, she had to wrap up at y on the double. I do feel it will take some getting used to all the changes and new faces at Days, but the show must go on, and it will.
1: It always does, um, and you know, I think Katie will work well with Marcy Miller's Abigail, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that dynamic play out. Um, Now, speaking of days, I spoke to Camila Bannis about her decision to return to the show as Gabby. Camila told me that when she left, um, you know, she's another one who actually wrapped in November of last year. And she really just needed a break. Uh, She had been doing such highly emotional work with Stefan's death and then giving Julie his heart and all the drama that, you know, came from that. And she just needed to, like, recharge, you know, mentally, physically, and creatively. Uh, She says she watched a lot of cake decorating shows and ordered in food. And even her boyfriend was like, uh, what are you doing? And she said nothing. And for her, you know, nothing was okay for a while. But then the pandemic hit and she realized how much she missed her day's family. And eventually they worked out a deal for her to come back. And she doesn't know what's in store yet for Gabby, but she is excited about this new chapter. And uh, you can read the rest in the new issue.
0: Camila has really emerged as such a key player on Days. I think that like losing Gabby would have been a big blow Uh, especially with Brandon Barash on the canvas playing Jake and such huge potential for the two of them. So I think it's great that she took the break that she needed. You know, I remember it being very obvious when she guessed it on our podcast how devoted she is to her work and how much of herself she gives to the job. Uh, And I think it's even greater that that gave her a good feeling about staying in Salem. Now, Skyle fans from Young the Restless should be on high alert in the coming week. Their favorite duo, Summer and Kyle, will become betrothed and in a very non-traditional manner so they should be sure to tune in for that. Uh, We have a preview in the new issue with Hunter King. You know, I think that coupling has really struck a chord with a lot of viewers, and I'm glad to see that the show seems to be committing to them and, like, investing in their storyline should make the Skyle crew very happy.
1: Oh, I am confident it will. And, you know, speaking of couples that shows are committing to, another story that's gaining traction is the blossoming connection between bold and beautiful Steffi and her Dr. Finn. So our guest today is Tanner Noblin, who plays Finn. So let's check in with him about it and learn more about this daytime newcomer. Hi, Tanner.
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
1: Going well. How's it going with you?
2: Not too bad. Not too bad. We're we we're, we're still we're hanging in here.
1: That's all we can all ask for,
2: right? <laughs> 2020. We're all just still hanging in. <laughs>
1: Well, we're so happy you could join us today. Um, you know, obviously you're new to Bold and Beautiful, but there's certainly a lot to discover about you, which we are going to do.
2: Oh, all right, let's do a deep dive.
1: We're doing a deep dive. Let's it's do a deep.
2: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds.
1: You're going to learn things about yourself you never
2: knew. <laughs> <laughs> that's always good. This is a learning year for everybody, I think. So this is great.
1: <laughs> good way to put it. Well, let's start at the beginning. So you were born in Paradise Hill in Saskatchewan, Canada. What sounds like a pretty idyllic place so tell us what it was like growing up there
2: uh yeah very well with saskatchewan by the way too not a lot of people know where that is too it's just above montana so i grew up in a really small um farming community um my hometown has 500 people in it and so it's 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 pretty magical in the sense of you know every (laughs) you know everybody and uh, you know, it's, you drive your car and you pass someone on this on the street, and you kind of give a wave to everyone. And if you don't, everyone's like, "But what happened? Who was with him this morning?" You know. So it's kind of, it's amazing knowing everyone, but then it's also kind of crazy that you know everybody. So it's almost like the soap world where everyone is in on their uh, each other's business. So I've been training for this for a long time. <laughs>
0: So I know that you didn't like discover your love of acting as a child. It was a little bit later on, but what were you into
1: when you were a kid? Um,
2: I mean, anything outdoors. um, There's like, my childhood was like, I would come home from school and I'd ride my dirt bike, my motorcycle, like through fields and through the forest. And so it was... A lot of, like, stand-by-me kind of movie vibes of, of going through the woods and planning on building a tree fort but never figuring out how to really do it. And, like, it was, we used our imagination a lot. So anything outdoors and a lot of hockey. If you're from Canada, you play a lot of hockey, and I still play a lot of hockey, which is kind of cool because Thorsten, he's a big hockey guy too, so uh, we get to bond on that.
1: What's your feeling on the Detroit Red Wings?
2: <laughs> uh, uh, well, is he listening? <laughs> the, uh I've always actually, ironically, I loved the Red Wings because when I was a kid, it was uh, our logo of our like little minor team. We were the Midwest Red Wings, and so I was like like Detroit, and they had great teams when I was growing up. So I have a I have a soft spot for uh, for the Red Wings, uh, but I am a diehard. I am good with them. And uh, uh, I am a good, um, but Edmonton Oilers is my closest team. So that's, that's from. ironically the GM from Detroit is now the GM in uh, Edmonton. And so, unfortunately, no sense. So, yeah, we got lots of hockey to talk <laughs> about on set. It's perfect.
1: Um, now, you started out modeling and doing print work in Canada. How did you get into that?
2: Where I grew up, and then especially in that day and age, it was really becoming an actor or, or, or working in that world was really not on my radar at, at all. I just, it, it wasn't something anyone did or there was no YouTube or or uh, TikTok or, or anything to to make your own videos, we would just, you know, I fell in love with film by kind of doing, uh, we'd go snowboarding uh, and we'd make snowboard videos and I would always like edit them together or, or wakeboard videos. So it was almost like uh, that kind of vibe of, I would put music to it. And, and so the love of film was always kind of there, but it never really seemed attainable. Um, and then I was in Calgary, Alberta at a, at, a, at, a, at a hotel and I was scouted to come to the States. And so uh, we had family friends that lived uh, in Rancho Cucamonga, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles. And i had always wanted to get my green card because my mom is from uh, Sacramento originally. And so she was able to sponsor me. So this was when I was 21 years old. And so at a Kind of a failed hockey career. I was working on the farm, I thought this would be an adventure. really never thought much about it. Uh, just thought, okay, this would be cool. I could maybe one day work in the states, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I took my first acting class and I was like, oh, this is this is something. This is something different. And this can be a job. And you know that's where all the magic kind of started to happen. So, yeah. Then here I am, many years later, still on this rock.
0: (laughs) When you were a fledgling actor, were you able to support yourself by modeling or did you have like odd day jobs? And if so, what were So I
2: couldn't work here for, I think it took almost a year and a half for my immigration uh, papers to get processed. So uh, I worked construction. Uh, I worked on construction equipment, being off the farm. I was a perfect fit. And I would drive back and forth. It was about an hour drive and just take every acting class um, I could and once I got my papers I did start modeling it was a little bit easier to break into I'm sure I, there's a lot of bad auditions of me trying to figure out how to be an actor because I was a little bit late to the game but um, I really fell in love with it and then found the technique that worked for me which takes a long time you know and uh, yeah it's, it's it's been pretty fun I did also book my first audition ever which was a TJ Maxx back to school commercial I came out of a big square door and I had on the new clothes for fall, of whatever year it was. And uh, it never, it, I was like, oh, this is easy. You just go on an audition, you book a commercial out of like all these thousands of people. All right, this is going to be great. And then I never worked for like five years. <laughs> <Neither>. <laughs> so I got a taste, but it never aired, which was really such a bummer. Um, because I would love to go back and, and, and see baby Tanner. <laughs> <Figuring it out.
1: laughs> Well, what was that transition like for you, like leaving a farm in a small town in Canada and now being in California? And Honestly,
2: to- total, total shell shock. Like even my dad comes down here and he's like nervous to drive on the freeway. Oh. And I don't blame him because.
1: I was too at first. I'm from New York. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. And. uh You know, but I was like young enough to be like up for the adventure and and after, but yeah, like culturally I was, it took me a long time uh, to get adjusted. I know I like, I loved it here and I loved like the possibility of of, of living here and then building a life here and a career here. And I was, I could see that all, but I, inside me was like, really not prepared to you know handle a, a big city like like Los Angeles and so thank gosh for the for the Scots the, that was the family that I billeted with with, with that year and I was able to kind of drive be safe with them but then drive into the big city like get my feet wet and then go back there to where it was safe and it, it, yeah it was shell shock for me.
0: Well so you did gradually you know get a foothold into showbiz and you started booking um, episodic jobs uh, you have some pretty cool credits in that realm, including uh, an episode of Modern Family. to yeah. so tell us about who you worked with there and what your experience on that set was yeah, like. Yeah,
2: Modern Family was really, really cool because I got in, uh, I think it was one of the la- like third to last episodes before the series uh, finale. Um, and so I, uh, I think I, I had this uh, commercial that was running. And I think that had a lot, a lot to do with it. They, they really were big fans of it, and so they were. They came in and said, "Hey, we think that it's, it was a short little part, but I was so, so grateful to work on that show because that is such an iconic uh, uh, show, and I mean, our, everyone is amazing. Like that is a fine-tuned machine, and they are funny. And it was, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. That was a cool one. I, I, I love doing comedy. Um, I haven't been able to do a, a ton of it, and I, I think uh, the the Liber- the Liberty Mutual ad opened some doors with that. Uh, but now I'm doing serious dramatic work, so it's, it's a little bit different. So I get to, I get to play with both. Um, but yeah, I, I think comedy is o- always, always fun to, to play around with.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we will certainly get to that famous commercial now. Um, but You also yeah. did a healthy episode run on Roswell, New Mexico, playing the role of Gregory. So tell us about your Roswell experience.
2: Yeah, Roswell's really cool. We shoot in Santa Fe um, in New Mexico. Um, and the Roswell family is really special to me too. I mean, they almost like the same way as like BNB, they, they push a lot of, um, storylines that, you know, are, are important to, to kind of discuss and they, and, and they are, they're pushing the. You know the the needle forward with that sort of thing, um, which I think is is really important in, in in film and television. I think that's 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 the purpose of it all. So Gregory's Gregory's really cool. I got to have a very cool arc at the end of the season, and and we'll see if we can bring him bring him back for season three. I know he was uh, pretty well received by the fans, so that was that was cool. So let's we'll see if we can work that out.
0: All right. So now now let's talk a little Liberty Bibberdy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? So, I mean, this commercial became so ubiquitous. You play this actor who maybe isn't at the top of his game. What was the audition process like?
2: Very general. And uh, it was just a commercial casting with thousands of of people. And uh, we we just kept coming back. And I had this idea for for my version of what a bad actor would be. Um, And there were all sorts of different types of actors. You know, they could have gone any way of... (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of bad actors out there. So I think it was like, what do you guys think? So I I did my version of it and it was, you know, I got the role. Um, and we literally shot it in an hour and a half. I probably, I don't know, like we probably did 50 different versions of of different takes and the writers uh, and uh, director were so sharp and everyone I think said, I, they're like, Hey, did you ad lib a lot of that? And like, yeah, we, we worked together, but honestly the writers were just, they would just yell things at the stage. It would be like, they, although the coming out of the water was my idea, I will say I looked at the thing. And I was like, "What if I asked if I could swim?" And they're like, "Oh yes, asking you could come out of the water. That's great." And so I just would like, "Can I walk up to the railing?" Is that out of? And they're like, "No, walk up to the railing." I'm like, "Okay, hey, cool." So I did the out of the water thing. And they're like, "Everyone," would la- they're like, "Cut!" Everyone would laugh and they'd be like, "All right, now whatever you know, <laughs> they just it would pitch in. See if you could fly in from the pitch me out." And so it was, it was just really fun. An hour and a half, and then that was it. Like six months would by, and like that was cool. And then it aired, and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, my God, it's funny. And then it like aired again, aired again, and it, and it just like, beca- became this thing. And then I'm at Home Depot, and people are like, liberty, 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 right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> From this commercial? <laughs> well, were you
1: surprised by how much play it got?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um. I mean, like when we were shooting it, I'm like, oh, it was just really fun. And so I was like, oh, there's, you kind of feel some magic but you never know i mean it's it's a commercial it could be you know used for just regional or like what whatever you never know what the plan is with them um and it's really cool that the that it turned out to be uh so well received yeah <laughs> yeah right what do you think now tj maxx
1: that's right they didn't know what they had
2: yeah <laughs> well, they had a very young green actor i think i think it's <laughs> they're like that's not the version of tana we saw. <laughs>
0: So you mentioned getting recognized at Home Depot. Like how often does it happen that Liberty Bibberty is thrown at you in public?
2: Yeah, like, like like quite quite often. I mean, it's been shoved in everyone's face. Although I think people are getting sick of me now. They're like, okay, enough of you. <laughs> no time to move on. <laughs> we get it. Stop playing every YouTube ad. I just want to watch my TikTok or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, let's get into some B&B. So had you ever auditioned for a soap before the part of Finn came along?
2: Um, yeah, I had auditioned before. So uh, and I think I, I've like tested like one, once or twice. And so I was familiar and, and with with the soap world. But it's really nice that B&B was the right fit. I'm so thankful. Yeah, it, it's, it's the best. It's the best family ever. It really is. It's been so much fun.
0: So tell us your B and B casting story, and it, you had first auditioned uh, back in March. Is that right? Yeah,
2: I came. I, I came in March. I, the reason I know the date, it was like March 11th, and I think the March 12th was when they canceled all of the NBA and the NHL, or they postponed, I guess, now because. And that's like Mark Cuban was like, "Wait, what? They're canceling this?" Like. That's for me was like, not that I'm like, I mean, I'm a pretty big sports guy. But like for me, that was like, oh, wait, they're canceling live music. They're, they're canceling. I'm like, this is uh, for me. That's when it was rock. Meanwhile, they're like, hey, you're coming to work on The Bold and the Beautiful. And I'm like, I don't know. Is this happening? I don't know if like what's what's going on. And so um, Brad Bell called me and was like, hey, so we're suspending production. We still you know we're going to get figure this out. Uh, we don't know. And so there was just a lot of unknowns. Um, but the casting process was very, very normal. I, I, I came in and uh, did a chemistry read with Jackie. Uh, so I got to meet her first, which was like the best. And um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if everyone's, if, if everyone's talked about it on the show before, like what it's like when you, you I mean, you go in and it's like, that bell. it's got, it's like all the producers and like a couple directors or whatever, they just stand in a semicircle and you're like, hi, Jackie, hi. <laughs> they have the video camera going. It's kind of awkward. And uh, you do like the fake scene or the fake sides that they give you. Uh, and you're like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and then you leave and you're like, all right, life of an actor. And you'll see. And then the phone rings and you're like, okay, cool. That went well, actually. Awesome. Felt good. I hope to, you know, so you never know. Oh, the best we bonded over. Uh, she has, a, she has a little one and so do I. So we're like, we're like, how exhausted are you? She's like, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. So <laughs> What are we doing? Um, And so, yeah, we talked. And then also she's from Canada. And so I was like, wait, what? This is, this is perfect. And so um, I think we kind of had natural chemistry right off the bat. I I think that reads on camera too. So it's cool. Yeah, she's the best.
0: So what was the time differential between you getting the news that you were cast and then getting the news that you're cast, but we really don't have a start date for you because, you know, pandemic.
2: I think it was like a couple, like almost like a couple days. It was pretty immediate. And then we didn't go back to work until... What was it? End of June, I think, something like that. Or maybe that's when we like first say that hey, we're gonna. So it was three months where I was, we were just quarantining like everyone. And I was like, okay, hey, I think I have a job coming out of this. this would be nice. I don't know. Like everyone, you're like nervous about how much you know. No one was working, and then we weren't either. We were just quarantining with our little girl, and I was working on being a dad. And and uh yeah, so luckily we were able to. I mean, Brad. Uh, and, and the entire producing team, uh, and everybody had figured out how to get us, get us back and, and, like really helped write these guidelines and, and work with, uh, SAG and, and all the unions and figure, figure out how to do it. It's really, really remarkable that they were, um, able to, able to move so quickly. I mean, you look, some productions in LA are just kind of starting to get back now. And like, I know they're shooting in Canada a little bit and it's, it's September guys, you know what I mean? So the fact that he got us back within three months is, is pretty, pretty amazing.
1: Absolutely. Um, now you told Digest in your entrance interview that your family is a B and B watching family, and your family oh, yeah. dog was actually named after the characters. <laughs>
2: so
1: do you have memories of watching the show growing up.
2: Yeah, Thorn—he's our little Wheaten Terrier. He was the best. It's like bonds, little shaggy. Uh, my mom named him. Throw, she's like, I like the name. Th-. Honestly, a lot of Canadians get their names for their children and and animals, I guess, off of off of soaps because they they. I mean, Canadians love their swaggy names. I think. I mean, my name is my name is Tanner. You guys, that's not. It's kind of a you know, <laughs> it's a very soapy name. So it's it's funny. I think they're always like, oh, that's cool. they like, hear it. But my mom loves B and B. Yeah, she. It's been da, na, 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 na. And I have sold since I was little, little, little. So this has been, like, a big, like, thrill for her. And, like, I can't wait to bring her to set, I think. (laughs) Hopefully she behaves. I don't know how that will really go down. Like, if I try and go talk to Thorsten while he's doing a scene or be drawn in. I don't know. She might be one of those fans. I don't know yet. I'm still, like, trying to gauge it. (laughs) But she is definitely a diehard. So um, this is like really, uh, really cool and really special for her to like to to, to watch that. And she's, yeah, she's over the moon. It's really fun.
1: So looking back now, do you think that having to wait a few months to start made you more or less nervous on your first day?
2: Um, no, I, I wasn't nervous about starting. I was really excited uh, to, to do it. Um, I think the nerves comes kind of like, this is going to be interesting on how we shoot this because we're the first ones back in a pandemic and we would do... Um, you know, the producers organize zoom calls to kind of give us some like idea of like, Hey guys, so, uh, you're not going to be able to be within eight feet of each other. And we're like, okay, um, what about when we kiss? They're like, no, <laughs> you're not kissing. <laughs> you know, no, you're gonna be, and then with your mask on, you have to say six feet apart and um, you're not gonna do your own hair and makeup. And everyone's like, wait, what? And then you're not, you know, so all the, I thought for me, I was like, hey, I don't know how this is gonna go. And sometimes uh, a soap opera is, it's kind of own shooting style in itself. And so even coming into a normal situation, a lot of time an actress is like, hey, of course you've all heard, there's a ton of dialogue, which there is, it's insane. but. They move really quick, the cameras move around, you don't know what shot you're in all the time. So you kind of have to figure that out. And actors get to kind of you you just figure that out as you as you work, as as you start, you know, and they really kind of throw you in to see if you can survive. And so putting the pandemic guidelines on top of that. Uh, Yeah, it was difficult. But honestly, like I had Jackie and Jackie was the best and we figured out and she'd been there a long time and was she's so easy going with it. And I was like, I'm just gonna follow her. And uh, I think we did a a, a pretty amazing shot of uh, the directors of keeping the look of the show the same and like you guys behind the scenes, it's, it's, it's pretty different. I mean, having to build intimacy with a character and I'm like eight feet away from her and like, and your instinct is to like, well, shouldn't I be like by her or hug her or say hi or like, and it's, it's been tricky, but. Uh, I think on, on camera, you, you, we've been able to get away with it.
0: So what, what does stand out to you about day one, first time in the doctor coat and doing, doing the whole thing at long last?
2: Let's see, so the scene was, with it was a bigger, uh, because Steffi was in the hospital. So I think Don was in it and Torson was there. And and Steffi was there. So all the veterans were kind of there. And so it's kind of like, okay, this moves quick. And they, yeah, they just threw me in. So I was just kind of like, let's just roll with the punches and and I, I know what to do. And so we just, we, we, we knocked it out. I'm trying to think, I think like the pandemic and guidelines, like I was nervous about doing something wrong, like from, and like, yeah, yup, Tanner just touched Steffi. We're, we've shut down for two weeks now, you know, or something like that, where I was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to stand here like a pencil in the corner and just wait for them to tell me where to go because yeah, there's no wandering. Um, You know, you can't just go sit over here or stand over here. You really got to stay your different, you know, distance. And then all your stuff is kept in a box. Like uh, there's a fin box with just my water and my cell phone or like whatever I really need. And you have to ask for that. And so, it was yeah. For me, the first day that kind of sticks out was like just be be good, stand here, just listen to everybody, and try and say your lines.
1: Well, in terms of the coronavirus protocols, I mean, have you even run lines with the scene partner?
2: We we don't get to rehearse uh, very much at all. Um, I mean, we'll do it like on maybe on like Zoom uh, a little bit, or if we'll meet in the hallway and stand eight feet apart with our masks on and kind of just run through it quickly. But you know, the show moves moves really fast, and even even accelerated a little bit with with COVID because they want to get as many episodes in the bank in case you know the state you know to shut down or like we never know what's going to happen. So um, yeah, we're just doing our yeah we're doing it (laughs) we're doing it. There's a lot of first takes, guys. It's pretty great.
0: Well, give us your take on the character you play. Like, how would you describe Finn to someone who doesn't watch the show? Uh,
2: Finn, I mean, well, he, he's a doctor, so he, he cares about people. Um, I think Finn has, a, has an enormous heart, and he, and he really feels for certain people, and he's drawn to, to kind of pain. He wants to fix pain. And so when he sees that, he can't help himself but try and, try and, try and fix that or figure that out um, from both like a a medical perspective and, and his heart is so large. I think he just gets drawn in emotionally. So it's really sweet, great quality to have, but something that maybe gets you in a little bit of trouble if you're in the wrong family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now from your perspective, why do you think he's taken such a shine and an interest in Steffi?
2: I think that's, that's exactly it. I think he's, he sees a woman who's very, um, successful and, and, and powerful. And and is this yeah powerhouse is how it describe Heavy Forster as as a character, and he just sees that that light's been been dimmed, and I think he he's like this this woman is not herself, and he just can't help himself, but 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 to do the house call, which I don't know if you should really do anymore, but he's like God, I want to help this girl and. Let's be honest. She's pretty beautiful, and I think that he hasn't been. He's been pretty focused on his medical stuff. But he is a man, and so I think he he's like kind of walking that that line where it's kind of you got to be careful. He's trying to be as professional as he can, but he just he can't. He can't help himself. So I think that's why he's being trying to be professional, but also his actions are. Maybe a little bit, not so much.
0: Um, well, now that you've been working together for a little while, tell us about the relationship that you have with Jackie uh, off-camera.
2: Well, it's, it's yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's usually, when she's told me, everyone hangs out a lot. But because of COVID, we haven't been able to really... So I've met a lot of the cast, um, but it's been very much just like kind of work environment, which, which is fine. And, and it's nice to see everybody, but... You guys everyone is so great on set and and it is such a family I'm like oh I want to hang out more <laughs> yeah, I want to get the I know Jackie I, like, I want to get the kids together but I know we, know we really probably should be careful and like so we've been really good with you know because everyone wants to keep the show going and, and self quarantining that way um, but yeah Jackie and I get along really really well I, um, I think she's she's great and she's taking me under her wing a little bit to, to, to get me up to speed as, as fast as I can um, So yeah Jackie's really the best.
1: Um, now we're speaking to you at a very exciting point in their relationship. They have just shared their first kiss. So tell us what was that like to film? Did you use dummies? Did your wife come in as a body double for Jackie?
2: Yeah, for Jackie gets to finally kiss Finn and it's it's a styrofoam head. <laughs> <laughs> burr, burr, burr. <laughs> but uh no, I mean it's it's pretty incredible. Uh how they've been able to make it look like we, we, we actually kiss and they brought, uh, so Kayla got to come in, um, which is a really weird way of reprising her role as Caitlin Ramirez. Um, so (laughs) that'll be in the like did you actually know finn kissed caitlin and then maybe she'll pull a wig off or her face mask and it'll be caitlin this whole i mean we could go anywhere with this but no it's pretty crazy um they use special effects and and doubling us over um so basically there's a mannequin to help like stand in for the proper height for for jackie and then because uh Uh, they can cheat Kayla as as Jackie they're able to to do that kiss so I got to have some hot kind of honeymoon like kiss on on television I said honey whoa
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so Let's hear about the love story of Kayla and Tanner. So I know you met on the set of a music video, but you tell us the story of how you began courting. Yeah.
2: Oh, courting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely we met on a music video, which is crazy because we now have this uh, song. It was the name of the band was Sick, Sick Poppies. It was their first North American release of this Australian band. And uh, the name of the song was Maybe, which I don't know if this is a good omen or not, but we went with it. we went with it. <laughs> Uh, but we, uh, were very professional, uh, on set. I was just like, Oh, this girl's really, really interesting and cool. And, um, that was that we shot, I think it was like two days. We shot up in the high desert and like Lancaster area. It was really cool. Um, and then the, uh, Oh, there's a lot of outdoor shots. So we, the makeup artist, uh, we had like sunglasses. Really bright outside, and we she had taken them by accident. And so the next day, she texted both of us and was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry, your sunglasses were left." And I was living in Venice Beach at the time, and so was she. So I just leaked right over there, and her glasses, Kayla's glasses, were sitting there, and so were mine. And I thought oh, it might be a good opportunity, so I took both glasses, and then I texted Kayla, "Hey, really smooth. Hey, yo, I just picked up your glasses too. Lunch?" <laughs> Held her glasses ransom to try and get a lunch date. That works. Poor, poor girl. Jesus, poor girl. Um, so she just like, "Yes, God, I need my glasses back. I'll go to lunch with you." And then uh, we got talking so so deeply, we didn't even remember to give each other her uh, sunglasses. So I still had them, which was really funny. Um, and then I think, yeah, we had a yeah, we just it was like kind of normal. I had a dinner date, and then fast forward ten years, and now we have a, you have a crazy baby. Yeah, that, that was really. I had a no game by the way with Kill. I don't know how she ended up with me. It was really. It also took me a really long time to kiss her. I remember that. I was like very like we're taking this slow. I really like her. And I remember at one point she was like, hey, I think she like just turned her head on me. I was like, are you my friend? Like, what is happening? I was like, oh, oh, God. Oh, I didn't even, geez. Yeah, I was too slow. Yeah, I had no game. It was really funny.
0: Last summer, the two of you welcomed little baby Poppy. What has first time fatherhood been like? Dude. And you noted that she's crazy. Are all babies crazy? <laughs> or is she especially crazy? The, an- the animal.
2: <laughs> No, she's, she's not an animal. She's, she's not crazy. She's just the, she's the sweetest, sweetest girl. Um, we're really lucky to have her. She's like very bright, like, like in the sense of like her, her energy is like yellow, you know? So everything is, she's really happy. Um, she's teething right now. The molars, no one told me the molars are worse than the front. Just, she's got these two little cute six teeth like in the front and we're like, God oh, got through that. Now the molars are coming in. Like this is a whole baby is up four 30. So like that's an early one baby but her poor teeth hurt right now. So she's getting through it. She's growing up. She's walking now, which is really cute. She's got like this, like walking dead zombie, like going on with her like straight legs and she makes really wide turns when she walks, which is funny. <laughs> um, so it's just a lot of stuff like that. And it's been a, a blessing in the sense of like, I've got to, both Kayla and I have been able to be around her a lot through quarantine. Um, and so that's good. And then also I'm like, this might have some weird effects on her. She might be like a little bit dependent. So we were talking to some of our friends with kids the same age. I'm like, hopefully they don't become too parental dependent in the sense of she needs to see kids, you know, and she, she really um, loves like other people will we'll sit out in the front, uh, kind of porch area and people would walk by and her first word was hi. Like she, she'd, and she said it like, hi, hi. <laughs> Every single person were like, oh, this poor girl just wants to play with kids. And so those first few months were kind of tough. Um, but now, now that, you know, we've kind of understood more of the guidelines and like w- what it is and, and wearing masks and figuring out she's been able to like interact. And we had a first birthday party for her, which was really cool. Um, so we had just the immediate family over. So we've been doing like a little bit more to make sure she just doesn't know her parents. <laughs>
1: There's
2: more out there, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn one day. Yeah. Um, now, you and Kayla, by the way, that is like soap name number one with a bullet, not for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess so, huh? so you, you guys just celebrated your uh, your fifth anniversary, um, and what did you do to celebrate?
2: Well, my wife went to a bachelor party in Palm Springs on her fifth anniversary, so she gets a pass, but it was one of those things where her wedding was going to have to be small, and so she did a small little get-together with her girl. so it was really was a big celebration. So it was important to them. I'm like, I'm totally cool with it. Go have fun. So- We, um, we have plans to have, uh, grandma's going to come over and watch and we, we're going to go to our favorite, our favorite restaurant where, um, we first met, we had our first date, which was at, was at Taroni in in LA. It was like one of our favorite Italian places, So we're going to, we're going to probably go back there and like recreate. (laughs) <laughs> the magic of the first night. I don't know.
0: Obviously, she was on B&B, as you mentioned. And uh, as an alum of the show, what kind of advice did she have for you uh, when you were entering the studio? Uh,
2: yeah, I was really lucky to get to, like, even, yeah, like, at the start, like, she was like, it might be crazy the pandemic, but was, like, just so you know, like, there's little things that the show moves so quick, like, as, as an actor, you don't know, like, it's like, hey, so there's like this. I don't know. She's like it was, she was like, it was like this when I was there. It might have changed. I'm like, probably not. They're, they're a pretty finely tuned machine for the past 30 some years, um, which is like this little red light that turns on above the camera. That's your close up. I'm like, oh, I saw that light. Oh, that's what they're. Oh, so I can like do a little bit smaller performance because they're like super tight and they're doing. Oh, okay, no one told me that. Okay, that's fine. It's, it's a great tip. And so like little things, uh, yeah, little things like that. So she's, she's, she's full of them. I mean, she had such a great time. Uh, well, you know, she was, she was on the show many years ago too. And so, yeah, she has really fond memories and then bring her back. Uh, she was like walking hall, She's like, "This is so crazy." She's like, "It smells the same. It feels the same. It's so amazing." And so it was really cool to have her come back after after all these years and just like be, be around it. It's it's like full circle for her. It's cool. We're always like, "Who would have thought?" She's like, "Who would have thought?" Like, "I would marry you," and then you would go back to b and B that I was on when I was like eighteen. Like, she's like, "We're always like talk like that." It's it's really crazy. We went on a wild ride.
1: Well, there are a lot of you know meant to be moments. It sounds like. Yeah. Right. Um, now there is a burgeoning Sin fan base for the Steffi and Finn pairing. Um, so what do you hope to see for these characters as the relationship unfolds?
2: Uh, yeah, I think like he's, like, Finn's been like really, really trying to figure everything out. I think he's like very much, uh, he just asks a lot of questions, kind of in almost like removed state. Like he doesn't get too emotional yet. I think he's really assessing like where she is, what she needs and what's going on cause he cares about her, but he's, I think he's worried about like coming on a little strong or scare, scaring her off, but things are about to heat up. Uh, things are going to turn up. And I think, I think Finn's going to be thrown into a whirlwind of, of, <laughs> of drama that he hasn't seen, you know, you know, ever probably. Uh, so I I'm, I'm excited because there's Steffi's a very desirable woman. He knows that and he knows he can handle everything that's going on, but it'll be interesting to see if he can handle everything because the show can be, creative.
0: you know, I- I wanted to mention that we've, we've seen some, um, you know, Liam taking a little bit of an interest in what's going on between Steffi and Finn as well. What has it been like to work with Scott Clifton? Oh, Scott's
2: awesome. Yeah, I really like Scott. He's, he's also, you know, another veteran that I'm just learning from uh, all the time. uh, yeah, we've had like some really fun scenes, and like there's gonna be some good ones uh, coming up. But he, uh, yeah, he he knows what's up. Alex, yeah, Scott's the best. Everyone, man, everyone's. I like, just like I love everyone. Like what a boring. Like like oh they suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're waiting to get that person. Yeah, yeah I, I know.
2: There's gonna be one eventually, but it's like honestly, like they cast such like great people that fold really well in the mix and I think like Brad and those everyone is the producers they've been doing it so long and they really know chemistry and who gets along and they, they take your personality I think into consideration when you get cast and they want everyone to have a, have an amazing experience you know and so that's why we have this love fest over here I guess I don't know we've been all picked the love it, it works <laughs> it works yeah it's and it makes it coming to set every day like um, I'm gonna get called in like later today and then and I'm like I can't wait it's just like yeah it's, it's really lucky that way.
1: Um, now before we let you go can you sum up what it means to you to have become a part of the B&B family?
2: Oh it's like an honor um, 100% honor like an iconic show uh, the most watched show in the world is so popular in the world it, it, what is it like 130 some countries I mean it's, it's, it's really cool and the fans are amazing. Um, and I'm just getting to like learn a little bit. I haven't been able to like go out and, and meet everyone, of course, because of quarantine, but a little bit like on social media. You know, on Instagram. We've been able to interact and um and talk and like answer questions and like the the end or whatever through the comments and like it's it's so fun uh hearing everyone's like opinion and like what's going on and yeah that's been really exciting for me it's really cool
1: well it was so great to talk to you today we're so happy you could join us and that we could get to know you and we look forward to seeing you know what's next for Finn
2: yeah and thanks so much for uh for taking the time it was really fun you guys we'll, we'll do it again soon
1: definitely have a great day Tanner
2: all right guys take it easy all right thank you bye